welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friends and co-hosts, Clint and Angie! <laughs> Cue the fanfare. <laughs> She's back! <laughs> yeah. So excited to be back. I know, I'm very excited as well. Um, and today, the topic of discussion is that phrase I'm sure we've all heard, it's okay to not be okay. And so we're going to be diving into, I guess, what it means to not be okay and just kind of um, discussing that from our own experiences. And I'm kind of torn on um, whether I, in my understanding of it, if, if I think not being okay is a seasonal thing or if life just throws certain circumstances at people that leaves a lasting impact. Mm. Um, and I'm leaning more towards that lasting impact. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know that it's important that we say it's either one. I think it can be both. Mm -hmm. Um, you can have people who are generally okay all the time and then something happens in their life and then they're not okay. And that could be temporary or it could be prolonged Mm. or you could have people who's all they've ever experienced is just hit after hit after hit in their life. Um, and that doesn't necessarily even mean things happening to them. It could just be a general, uh, mental health issue or that they struggle with, uh, being what we would call okay. And so they, so it's a lifelong battle with that. And Mm. so they're never, so rather than experiencing being not okay periodically, that describes them most of the time. And then there are maybe periods of being okay. Um, and so I think both of those things um, we can talk about. Um, certainly it's my ex- my experience is being okay more often than not and then experience having something happen or having seasons where I'm not okay. Um, but that may be different for you too. Well, um, I think that there have been um – Things that have impacted my life that change how I measure okay. Yep. Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. Mm. Dang it. She's so good. That's why she's here. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to fold up shop. <laughs> and then it, Angie's like, I'm coming back. We're like, keep it going. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That wasn't, that's not true. Um, yeah, yeah. Say that again. Say it. There are things it, that have happened that have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there have been things that have happened in my life that changed my measure of what okay yeah. is. That's good. Because there are some things that impact you in a way that that shapes who you are. And and in some ways um means that things don't disrupt you as much mm. because you have a little bit more fortitude from the mm. last one or in some ways might completely rip the rug out from underneath your feet easier because you're still shaken from the time before. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important for us to say it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Because someone else might be okay in a situation that would make me, like, just anxiety-ridden. So, um, and... and It's dependent on the person and their past Yeah, it's very subjective as to, you know. And, you know, it's it's tough because someone might just be really even kill or they might just be cold because of the things that have happened to them. But they're but they're okay. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking of self-harm. They're not thinking of harming others. They're not depressed. Um, that's just ha- the things that have happened to them have caused their personality to be a certain way. 
and it's and but they're okay. Mm. And it's it's very tempting as especially for me as someone who's generally generally in a good mood all the time to see someone like that and be like, why aren't you happy? Mm. <laughs> why aren't you more like jovial? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we well, don't seem fine. And so then I want to <laughs> fix them and bring make and make them as okay as I am. Uh-huh. And real and that creates problems too. See, I think, I think people that would describe themselves as okay most of the time, and so this may be me calling you out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, have either not lived enough life, which I don't think is true of you, or are um, suppressing. Um, certain emotions or possibly even numbing themselves out to experiencing those emotions. Yeah. We had this conversation when we talked about uh, anxiety, right? And, and I just described myself as not an anxious person. You were like, that's impossible. <laughs> like you were like, I know your life. You have three children who are under five and you're, you know, you've only been married. Duh, 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 duh. You should be anxious. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, like, and so maybe I'm that person who's, you know, that my experiences in my life have caused me to kind of coast mm-hmm. So where I'm never up here, but I'm also really never down here. Mm-hmm. And so when things happen to me, maybe they bump me up or they bump me down on the wave, but I, they're never huge swings. Yeah. Um, I, there are, you know, <clears throat> whether it be death, uh, a friend moving away, like a close friend moving away, like Angie. Um, <laughs> <when she wasn't> <laughs> <laughs> or a divorce, um, something like that. Um, which I've experienced all those things. Right. There, you know, um, there is something about those instances that have lived on with me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where there is a certain level of pain or hurt, um, that emptiness that's still there. Um, that That's not to say that healing hasn't happened. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how to say it other than there is still a, a sense of loss mm-hmm. that I experience pretty routinely. Yeah. I just spoke with someone this weekend who reached out to me and, you know, they said, I, you know, when I'm with friends, when I'm doing this, I'm, I'm distracted and I feel fine. Like everything's good. But then when I find myself by myself, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And I don't even really know why <laughs> yeah. I'm just sad and I can't stop crying. Mm. And I said, you know, instead of try, I, I think our temptation in that is to try to make people feel better. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so like my instinct of course was to say, well, do you want me to come over? Do you want to mm-hmm. go? But that, that just creates the problem that they were already talking about. So mm. yeah, they would, there's the temptation that when you come over, I don't, I don't need to act sad. Yes. Yes. You know, but instead, it's like, hey, how about I come over and we just both be sad? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be sad because you're sad. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what you're going through so that the, the, the weight of the sadness that you're feeling is shared mm. by me. It's dispersed. So I yeah. can be sad, too. Mourning yeah. with and that's, and that's what we want to talk about. That That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the that's, that's a, before we that even decided. Yeah. Before we even decided on talking about this, what I told her was, just so you know, it's okay to be sad. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to feel exactly and it's healthy. Yes, a lot of it's, times. it's okay to feel. Ex- you've had a lot of things in your life that you should be sad about. Mm-hmm. Feel sad about that, and and it's going to hurt, and that's okay. That's part of our human experience. Now, if you're reaching out to me because you're feeling harmful towards yourself or towards others, let's have a different conversation. But if this is just why am I sad? 
let me just tell you, it's okay to be sad. We've put Ellie to sleep. Uh, I hope that's not the case for the rest of the. It's listening. not the first time someone's fallen asleep while I was talking. No, it's, yeah. I'm a preacher. It happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think that I think that's good, and that's what we kind of wanted to talk about is normalizing this transparency, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. intimacy in the community, especially of the church um, and Christianity, so that we don't we're not losing people to. Um, because you hear about people like, you know, drug overdoses or suicides and you're like, man, I never even had an idea that Mm -hmm. that person was struggling with that. Yeah. And that hurts us. Like the people that are left behind. Cause there's like, man, if I had only known, Mm -hmm. but then you start to think about, well, did I create an environment for that person to, to want to share that information with me? Right. And that's the tough part. Yeah. That, that brings up and, um, Something that I shared with you guys yesterday that I've been kind of mulling over is, you know, what what is, the, I'll say it like this, that um, going through certain things and experiencing that loss, the brokenness, the heartache has actually made me more aware that this is likely not just a me thing, but mm-hmm. this is probably a majority of people experience this. Right. And there's a certain level of brokenness I needed to experience before I could create those environments like you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be a person that others would feel comfortable sharing things with that. I'm not the first thing that I don't do. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> the the first, my first impulse is not wanting to fix the issue. Mm-hmm. Right. My first impulse is um, being loving, being kind, being gentle, um, rather than wanting to fix it and correct it yeah. immediately. Yeah, I can think back uh, in particular situations when I was um, like ministering or just trying to disciple people and they had really hard things they were going through. And I probably didn't sound as cliche as this is going to sound, but maybe I did. Is <laughs> trying to tell them like, you know, Jesus is enough. <laughs> right. You know, like, like God is enough to help you through whatever you're going through, Mm -hmm. which is true. He is. Yeah, he absolutely But the way, the means through which God is enough is people and relationships and empathy. And so that was missing Mm -hmm. from my approach to people uh, before. Yeah, that's kind of a Jesus will fix it kind of. Yeah. And uh, look, I'm like, now I'm like, maybe he won't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he won't ever, like maybe you'll never be, as okay as I would be or Mm -hmm. as I think you should be, Uh, but that's okay Mm -hmm. because we're going to get through this together. Mm -hmm. And, and I pray, my prayer is that God bring more people into my life who bring out that long view in me. Yeah. Then rather like meeting people quick fix and now they're, you know, on to the next. Well, really it's never, a quick fix is never a fix. No, it's never a fix. It's, it's just, just a yeah. let's let's uh, let's not deal with this. Sa- I can't deal Absolutely. with your sadness, Absolutely. so let's pretend yeah. like we fixed Man, it. You're sad all the time. Yeah. Like, just get over it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I've been there with people, and uh, I don't. I you know, and and, and it, talking about experiences that kind of bring you out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, um, losing my mom in, in 2016 was pivotal, and and the impact of that. Was it probably hasn't been felt until I became a parent myself, mm-hmm. which was later that year. And then even as my son 
got older. Now I have three children under five. Um, and, you know, as as stereotypical, whatever, you can say whatever you want. And now I have a daughter. And, you know. I, who we put to sleep. <laughs> yeah, who we put to sleep in the, in the studio. But, you know, whether you think it's right or wrong, you parent different. You parent mm-hmm. boys and girls different. And so I'm thinking about, like, how I'm going to raise her and how, how tender I need to be, mm. you know. Uh, not that I'm not – don't need to be that with my, my boys. I can't be tough all the time. But the relationship with my children has caused me to examine how I approach people who are not okay or how I approach myself when I'm not okay in, in relationships. So how would you say you get to a place of answering that question honestly? You know, most of the time when people ask us, I remember I'm someone who would, if you, I'll answer honestly. You tell me, I'm like, oh, I'm doing (laughs) terrible. Um, And my grandmother told me when I was a kid, you know, Angel, um, that's what my family calls me, um, nobody actually wants to know how you're doing when they ask. <laughs> they really just yeah, want to know they want the I'm pat, good and, they want and the, then move the on. They want the pat supermarket answer. Yes. Doing yes. good, man. Good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Later. So how do we get to a point um, or who do we allow to hear mm. I'm not okay? Yeah, that's that's the important question. And I, I, look, I don't want to give a pat answer to that, you know, but I think in the community of the church, I think we can trust or we should be able to trust leadership in the church, whatever that looks like. We should be able to trust, you know, one or two really close people in our lives uh, with that information. Um, and then those and, th- and those people should be willing to hear you and not consider it like punting to recommend like licensed people mm-hmm. to talk to you. Because mm-hmm. there are things, and then we've talked about this with Orrin, our own pastor, you know, and, and he said, you know, I can do marriage counseling, but at a certain point, issues within a marriage need to be talked to with somebody who that's their job. Yeah, yeah they've been trained. You know, to, that are right. trained to handle all the different nuances of a marriage. Mm. You know, I can come at you to a certain point, but yeah. man, at, at, at a point past that, you need like, like professional help. And I think, you know, that's a point too where we need to, kind of destigmatize that mm-hmm. in the Christian in Christian yes. circles and be willing to say, look, man, or look, woman, <laughs> like, <laughs> you you're having some issues here that I'm more than well ready to walk through you, walk with you through, but I am not qualified right. yeah. to, to, to take apart everything that's going on psychologically. Yeah. Right. I would recommend you talk to somebody about that. So I think that those are kind of the the Concentric circles, right? You th- best best friends, really close friends, intimate friends, spouses, um, out to leadership of the church, people that you, that we talk we've talked about spiritual authority before, people that you trust spiritually, that are that are, um, I guess, doing the things well mm-hmm. that you are struggling with, that you can trust them on, and then out from there, you know, licensed professionals, counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, things like that, therapists. Um, But as far as how, you know, I think the only way we get to that point is by going through things with people Mm -hmm. and not being afraid to get our hands dirty. Yeah. Uh, One of the things I'll add to that um, is oftentimes when I'm going, when I'm kind of wallowing, it's not just a, the lasting impression of the, the emptiness 
that I, you know, experience on a regular, but it's the wallowing, it's the self-pity. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm experiencing those type things um, and not experiencing the the sad, sad emotion in a healthy way, um, I find that I'm avoiding God in prayer. Mm. And... Um, and that's just for me, you know. I don't anybody listening if if that even uh, resonates. But um, when I'm able to take a closer look at myself and the the practices that um, I have going on in those moments, I am reticent to go to God, and I'm not being honest in my prayers. And so, my encouragement, along with what you just said, right, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But is to also. God is a loving father who cares mm-hmm. for his for his children. Um, and that's something I need to hear in those moments. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a throw away the spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. and and go headlong into just the the interpersonal right. relationships. It's both. Right. It's it's what maybe and maybe if someone like like I would be less I would be more hesitant to do what I needed to do from a spiritual discipline standpoint, the prayer, um, church attendance and things like that. Um, when I was going through something, I'd, I'd much rather just be to myself, mm-hmm. uh, and not even seek out the interpersonal relationship part. Um, but I think what's healthy is to, to dive into both, uh, and to, to be a part of a community where do walking through those things is, is accepted and you're not kind of looked at weird yeah, because you're struggling. All right, and that's what we want to do today. We want to uh, be kind, gentle, and loving to others as our loving Father is gentle with us. And we want to also recognize that it's okay to not be okay. And until next time, may the Lord make us a channel for His peace.